0: Hey everyone and welcome to that's my 20 cents a podcast created to champion women their achievements and what it took to get them there hosted by Maggie Bale and Hannah Martin. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to episode 13 of that's my 20 cents. I'm Maggie and I'm Hannah. And this week we're calling an Audible after having scheduling and technical difficulties the past two weeks. And this week's scheduled episode will now go out next week. So Hannah and I are gonna take it back to the basics and talk about why we named our podcast, That's My 20 Cents. We've touched on this before, but we're gonna dive deeper into the wage gap. This can be an uncomfortable topic for some people to talk about, and honestly, I think in in researching this episode, Hannah and I learned a lot as well, Um, but we're going to kind of dive deeper into that and hopefully educate you guys on why we decided to name it this.
1: So I'm excited to dive into this. How about you, Maggie?
0: I'm pretty excited. So first of all, we started
1: by doing some research on why are women paid less than men in the first place. So uh, according to payscale.com, women are actually more likely to take a break during their careers to have children, or they'll actually seek lower paid positions that
0: offer more flexibility to make it easier to manage a family. I'm going to dive deeper into some of the more specific statistics. Um, I'm going to use these statistics from AmericanProgress.org, and they're using the United States Census Bureau data from 2018 to compile these statistics. We did try to make sure that the data that we're using and sharing with you guys is reliable. So, this is coming straight from the United States Government Census Bureau. So, hopefully, this is most.
1: Accurate, Accurate valid data for
0: us to use. Okay, so women on average make about 82 cents on a white man's dollar. So that's compiling all the different races of women to come out with that average. But to break it down even further, white women make... 79 cents on the man's dollar black women make 62 cents hispanic or latino women make 54 cents asian women make 90 cents and american indian or alaska natives make 57 cents on the dollar so this is data based on median earnings from the united states census bureau for the country so this is not always a direct reflection of every single woman in america um some people obviously are above that and um that's great but we're just going to share with some of the some of this data with you guys so that you can be more educated on it so that was data from the United States Census Bureau from 2018
1: so you may look at that data um, and hear us talking about it and say well that's mere pennies uh, that separate what a woman makes on a man's dollar but this wage gap actually does add up over time and so let's just give an example pay scale further breaks down Um, over a 40 year career a woman can lose up to nine hundred thousand yes, $900,000 in earnings compared to a man uh, because that, those mere pennies will add up over time. And I don't know about you, Maggie, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to want to have that $900,000. kind of a lot of money. <laughs> um. So, I mean, over a 40-year career, that's how much a woman will end up losing out on because of the pay gap. So that's why it's really important for people to learn and educate themselves about it.
0: Yeah, Um. $900,000 is quite the chunk of change in my opinion. Um, As a college student, I can't even imagine that much money. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like so much money and I can't imagine losing out on that. Um. So we're going to co- kind of talk about what causes the wage gap now. So there's a few different contributing factors to it and they kind of contribute to it a little bit. Some of them are more than others, but there's a lot of different things that go into the wage gap that can occur in the different industries. So, difference in industries can be a portion of that wage gap. So, societal standards over time have kind of labeled jobs as a man's job versus a woman's job. And so, a lot of times, those men, the jobs that are more male dominated, are usually higher paying salary positions and then women. Than jobs that are labeled for women. So, like Hannah talked about earlier, women are more likely to seek out a lower paying job in exchange for some kind of family benefits and being able to take time off to make a, or start a family. And so, men are usually not really gravitated towards those positions with those kind of benefits. So, that's how women can be kind of funneled into a lower salary paid position than a man can be.
1: So something else that factors in is actually differences in years of experience. So women can be driven out of the workforce for caregiving needs, which we talked about earlier. Um, so child care, uh, maybe caring for their elders, which leads to less experience in the workplace due to lack of paid family leave. So those that goes back into those benefits that Maggie was talking about, where a woman may be more inclined to accept a position that offers uh, paid family leave as a benefit, but might have... Um, less substantial of a
0: salary. So another contributing factor, and the last one that we're going to touch on today, is actually workplace discrimination. So gender-based discrimination has been illegal in the United States since nineteen sixty-three, um, but it's still being practiced kind of under the table in different work positions and in different industries through fear tactics of not encouraging discussion amongst salaries, um, and fear tactics your tactics, and not really encouraging negotiation during the initial meeting for your salary. So although it is illegal to discriminate against someone in the workplace based on, discri- or based on gender, um, it's still kind of done in different ways through things you probably wouldn't even notice in the workplace.
1: So to give some cold hard statistics based on that. 42% of women actually say that they experience some form of workplace discrimination as compared to only 20% of men that would say the same. And then there are 25% of women that say that they made less than a man doing the same job while only 5% of men can say that they earn less than a woman doing the same job. So we actually had Claire McDonald on in our last episode, um, a conversation with women in STEM. If you haven't checked that episode out, I would definitely encourage you to do so. Uh, Claire gives a lot of great uh, facts about a more inclusive economy with women um, being more informed about financial literacy.
0: And I think that Casey also mentioned that in our episode with her. Um, she kind of touched on how women are afraid to negotiate their salary or just simply don't know how. And I'm, I learned a ton in that episode. I obviously, or I honestly didn't really know how to do that at all. And so she, I definitely would encourage you to follow her on social media and look out for some of her curriculum as she puts it out. Um, she also touched on this idea of I'm so lucky to be here syndrome and kind of going into a job with that. And so you're willing to take anything and like whatever salary they offer you. Um, And so she talked about how women have to get over this. I'm so lucky to be here because you earned that position. And I think that's something that was super encouraging to me. Um, And that's one of the ways that we can overcome the wage gap. So women can overcome that by getting past that. I'm so lucky to be here, like Casey mentioned, and really putting themselves out there and knowing their worth to be paid and being paid that much. And I'll add to
1: that, uh, educational attainment for women is very important. So educating yourself like we've been saying can really help lead to better compensation and demanding that you're paid your worth at your job Uh, because honestly, they wouldn't even be considering you for the position if you weren't qualified. So you ought to demand to be paid as if you are qualified for the position because you are. So I think that, I mean, I, I would love to talk about some of my own experiences with the I'm so lucky to be here syndrome. I know that, so I actually think that the I'm so lucky to be here syndrome can extend not only to paid positions and long-term careers, but also to unpaid positions and uh, maybe part-time jobs. So I know for me, I talk about all the time that I'm interested in working in the sports industry. So I currently work as an intern for the North Carolina Courage and the North Carolina Football Club. So I think that a lot of the time, I'm not paid at that internship, but I think a lot of the time I look around and I see a lot of men, which I love working with the guys at North Carolina Football Club. They make work a lot of fun. There's no doubt about that. But I think that sometimes I look around and I think, oh, well, I'm just so lucky to be here because there aren't many other women that are in my position. Um, So I think that that's where I've kind of settled into that mindset of forgetting about my own qualifications and just being grateful that I was being given the experience.
0: Yeah, I think that I definitely experienced that as well. Um, I think it also can extend to... Partially I can attribute some of mine to my age as well like I'm only 20 years old so a lot of times I feel like I am so lucky to be here and a lot of the things that I've been given and I re- I truly am very fortunate for the opportunities that I've been given and the networking that I've done through my university here but um, I know that I have a fellowship right now where I was nominated by the Chancellor to represent ECU and I'm the only person to have that I'm the only woman who's ever had it and I'm the second person to ever have it for the university. And so I'm in this cohort of students from across the nation representing these different universities and kind of encouraging this idea of deliberative dialogue and civic engagement. Um, And I look around to this cohort and there are people, I'm probably like the youngest person in this cohort. And it's a lot of people that are so much older than me and have so many different, so much more experience than me. And I feel like I don't have a lot to give. Um, But then I have to take a step back and I really do work hard and like I earned this position to represent my university but I can look around I just feel like I'm so lucky to be here because these people have done so much more than I have and they've have so much more experience and so I feel like that you're right Hannah that it can extend past just your idea of the workplace but also getting past this idea of I'm so lucky to be here and really talking or like recognizing your achievements and how much you've worked to get where you are
1: and I also think that it's important to talk about this because a lot of women like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode are uncomfortable talking about the wage gap whether that's with their friends or their family members they might be uncomfortable bringing it up because it feels a little bit like you're playing the victim in a sense and I personally I get uncomfortable talking about these topics because I don't want people to view me as someone that needs to be pitied yeah and so I think that a lot of women shy away from discussing these things because they don't want to be seen in that light. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage anyone that's listening, if you... Obviously, at some point, we're all going to experience the wage gap unless some major changes occur, which I hope they do. But if not, if you're listening to this and you have the opportunity to discuss the wage gap with someone, inform them, educate them, because I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't even realize that this is an issue. And so it's important to educate others, educate yourself. And I think that's really the first step towards changing the wage gap is making people more aware of its existence in the first place.
0: Yeah, so thanks for tuning in to this week's episode discussing the wage gap and our back to basics. Um, we'll be right back with your regularly scheduled programming next week. Um, hopefully we can get these technical difficulties sorted out. Um, so we hope you enjoyed this. And like Hannah said, educate someone else. Bye guys. Bye. All right, guys. So that's it for this week's episode of that's my 20 cents. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode We are now on all major streaming platforms for podcasts, so be sure to follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye, guys.